Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Drilled to center field and deep. Back on it is Eaton. To the track. To the wall. It's gone. Kevin Longoria with a two-run home run to straightaway center. And he gives the Rays a 6-4 to four lead here in the ninth. Coming up, we'll recap the action from this past week, take a look around Major League Baseball, and sit down for in-depth interviews with the biggest names in the game. The 2-2 now. Check swing on the slider. Strike three. Chris Archer jumps off the mound and bounces his way to the dugout. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Good evening and welcome to our final show in the 2017 regular season. Today, our program will include interviews with Chaim Bloom, the team's senior vice president, as we look back on 2017 and look forward to next year, too. We'll visit with all of the Major League Award winners, including MVP Steven Souza Jr., and we'll sit down with the Minor League Award winners, too, like Jesus Sanchez, the Player of the Year. We continue on this week in Rays Baseball, as here we are the next to last day of the 2017 season, and with me, Senior Vice President Chaim Bloom. Chaim, obviously the last couple months didn't go as expected. Can you put into some perspective as to why and how much evaluating have you guys already done? Well, unfortunately, Neil, the way that the last couple months have gone and uh, seeing us slowly fall out of contention, there's been a lot of time to uh, to look in the mirror and to think about what's happened. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, the bottom line is that it's disappointing. It's not what any of us hoped for. It's not what we expected, frankly, at the deadline. Uh, and especially given that our bullpen has performed so well down the stretch, it's not something that we really saw happening in this way. Um, but, you know, I think at the end of the day, we had a lot of opportunities to win games and we just weren't able to do it. We found different ways uh, to lose those games. And there were a lot of critical games that if we wanted to stay in this race, we needed to win. You know, when I talked to Stu Sternberg earlier in the year, um, probably about a month ago, he said this is about four seasons rolled into one. Um, you know, your bullpen at the beginning blew all the leads and then became very good. Your offense was very good and then became very bad. Was it regression on the offense or or is and, – and this is what, you know, they, they came back to a midway point where you thought they'd be or, or do you guys overperform? What, what do you think is the biggest reason? Well, I think with where some of our hitters were, you know, coming out of the first half, I think you had to expect some regression. It's and they had they they perform really well. It's not that they're not capable of doing that. It's just that it's hard to expect some of those guys to keep that up over a full season. It's really hard for anybody, uh, you know, except for maybe a, a handful of players in this game to sustain that level of performance for a full season. So I think you had to expect some regression. But you know, I think you hit the nail on the head where there were a lot of positives when you break down different things that happened for our team, the way. Uh, different guys performed at different times. There were a whole lot of positives and you know a lot of really good things, some of which we expected and hoped for and some of which exceeded our expectations. Part of the issue is that they just didn't seem to sync up at the right time. I, I know we felt... You know, on a talent basis, we'd put ourselves up, uh, you know, against any of the, the teams we were competing against, including some of the teams that we now trail. Um, but at the end of the day, it didn't sync up and it didn't come together the way that it needed to. Was there a piece or something that you think overall was missing with this group? And if so, what might that be? You can always improve. And uh, certainly there are different ways that, you know, no club is perfect. And certainly we have our flaws and you could look at our club and point out different ways that we could improve. But, you know, I think we all felt like we had the pieces to be able to make the postseason. Um, and I, I think our group feels that way. I think there's a sense of disappointment in our clubhouse that our guys know that this group was capable of more and we didn't get it done. Now, that said, 
Um, I do think, again, at different points in the season, we didn't, uh, you know, we didn't have the bullpen that we wanted to early on. And then later in the season, uh, especially when we went through periods of time when guys were hurt or tired, beat up, uh, where our offense didn't come through the way we wanted it to. But I think on the whole, we had the pieces. We just didn't really time it right. As a whole, I, you could also make an argument the starting rotation probably didn't perform as well as you hoped. I mean, other than Alex Cobb, really that was the spot in the rotation that met expectations for the full season. Is that fair? And is that a somewhat of a concern going forward since he is the free agent of the group? Well, I think when you look at our rotation, I think that's a good example of some of the stuff that, that we've been talking about in this conversation, where you look at the talent in the group and you look individually at where guys were at different points in the season and uh, you can feel really good about that. You can feel really good about the talent, and I, and I think we do feel really good about the talent going forward, even you know with free agency looming for Alex, uh, what we know all the other guys are capable of. That said, there were, you know, there were points during the season, stretches, I think, for every one of those starters, except maybe Alex, that there, there were stretches that, where they'd like to have, have those back and get a do-over, just points in the season, uh, you know, obviously with Snell, um, the inconsistency in the first half, and then watching him pull out of it in the second half, seeing what he's capable of. Um, you know, Andres obviously missing a part of the season and then, you know, trying to find a rhythm to get back. Uh, you know, you can look at those different guys. You know, Oda Rizzi has closed as well as you could have asked anybody to, you know, coming down the stretch and earlier in the season didn't feel quite right physically and wasn't able to do it. So I think when you look ahead, you feel really good about what the group can accomplish. Looking back on the season, uh, it was hard for some of those guys to find the consistency that they needed. You touched a little bit on the, the free agency, Akab, but you take a look at, let's say what I would call the core the 25-man roster, if we had to make it 25 right now, and he's a free agent. You've got Lomo, Duda, Borges, Ciszek, uh Romo, and Hunter in your bullpen. That's a pretty substantial group of guys. How much of that can be filled internally by guys, let's say, who are on the 60-day? You've got three guys I can think of right off the top in Duffy, Cedeno, and Ivaldi. Um, and how much of it can also be filled by the championship club in Durham? Well, one of the good things, as you point out, we have a lot of talent coming. And I think uh, that club in Durham, not only did they win the championship, and you can win the championship in the minor leagues without having a lot of future upside. You can have veteran guys who perform well in AAA, but that wasn't what this club was made of. This club was made of a lot of younger players whose best days should be ahead of them. And that's what we need to be able to compete and to be able to win. We need those guys to step in as many of the guys who are currently on our club have over time. Uh, and to step in and contribute. And we feel really good about their ability to do that. Now, as far as our free agents are concerned, uh, as we do every year, we're going to look at those guys. And, you know, a lot of them played really big roles. You know, most of all Cobb, but played really big roles for us uh, this year and, and in some cases in past years. And you always look at, is there a way to retain some of these guys? The reality of it is that sometimes the market, you know, often the market takes those guys away from us. And that's where uh, that depth and, and, and the up-and-coming guys in AAA become so important. As we try and put a bow on this season, you know, I'm sure you guys go through situations that you guys did. Um, you had a lot of success. You brought in Lomo, you, or you brought back Lomo. You brought in Hunter. You traded for Echevarria and Ciszek and Romo, and all those guys worked out. Are there moves that you look back and say, boy, I wish we had this one back? And if so, is there one that you would say, I wish we could have done this? If we could have done this again, maybe we would have done it a little differently. You can't without spilling too much. 
Yeah, I mean, some of these, they're hard to address because I think some of the, the, the moves that you almost wish you had back or some of the things you'd want to do over on are moves that people don't know about because they're things that we didn't do or guys that we may have been able to acquire that uh, ultimately we didn't and we went down a different path. You know, I think there's a lot of, a lot of different things you could point to, some disappointing aspects uh, to the season. You know, in some of those cases, you know, I think probably from a public standpoint, people are going to look at uh, what Tim Beckham did in the couple weeks after we traded him. And, you know, and happy for Tim, but that was hard to watch and hard to see him doing it for a rival at the same time. You know, I think we felt good about the process behind that and feel really good about the future of Tobias Myers, who helped Hudson Valley win a championship this year and is going to add to that starting pitching pipeline that is so essential to our success. Uh, but I think looking back at the offseason, I think um, when you look at our early season bullpen and some guys that we were optimistic about, but we just failed to hold leads early in the season, and those came back to haunt us down the stretch. We needed to bank some more wins early in that period. And there are certain, uh, you know, certain moves that we considered, certain guys that we pursued uh, ultimately didn't land that I think you look at how some of those guys performed elsewhere and, and you, you think, what if? What if we had had a couple of those guys in the stable early uh, and gotten that bullpen performance that we had late and, and gotten that early and held down a few of those extra wins? Um, again, I, I think it was a... A situation where you feel on the whole, uh, we had a lot of talented pieces here, but not always at the right time and not always at their peak at the right time to be able to win the number of games we needed to win. Now we start to look forward. Um, you mentioned the success of the guys in AAA. How many of those guys do you think will be ready to help in 2018? And if so, at what capacity? There's a lot of guys there that could be a big part of next year's team. And as always, with a lot of those, a lot of those kids, you, you don't always look for them to do it on opening day. Some of them you might. Um, but it's also important to have depth and to have guys you can go to. And when you have guys you can go to who are young, who you think are going to be part of a core for years to come, and you're not necessarily just looking for journeyman-type free agents, even though some of those guys do contribute, when you have those young guys, those core players that you can integrate over the course of a season, uh, you know, guys like Willie Adamas and Jake Bowers and Brent Honeywell, and then more under the radar, some guys who had great seasons, Yanni Chirinos, Ryan Yarbrough, uh, Diego Castillo, and I'm, I'm – failing to mention a few others that I think have a chance to help us. Uh, I think a lot of those guys, the bulk, if not all those guys, you could see contributing, whether it's out of the gate or whether it's as the year goes on. Um, and hopefully with that group of guys, that can allow you to, to really hit your stride in the second half and be able to put up that good final third of the season that we were unable to this year. Are there certain things that you think are, are missing? And if so, what what would be some areas of, of need if you can acquire them via trade, free agency, or otherwise? I think some of that comes down to, uh, you know, some of the question marks that surround some of our free agents um, and how we end up addressing those, whether it's by retaining some of the guys who are free agents or by, uh, you know, looking uh, to plug in new guys that, that can help us. But one of the things that I, I think we all feel good about as we look ahead is that we do have some depth in some of these areas, uh, even with all the guys who are departing. You mentioned some of the depth we have in the infield and looking forward to a healthy Matt Duffy in 2018 and solidifying that, the further development of Daniel Robertson, and then, of course, Willie, you know, coming behind him. Uh, you look at catcher and what we saw from Wilson Ramos in stretches early when he when we activated him and then coming down the stretch and the excellent work that Sucre did all season as a backup. Uh, and you feel good about that group. We have a lot of starting pitching options that we've talked about. And we have a number of young guys, you know, guys like a Jose Alvarado who went from double A to the majors, held his own, you know, went back to triple A and then at the end of the season had stretches where he really looked like he could be a, a you know, a 
consistent part of things. So I think we have a lot of options. Our job now is to figure out how all those guys fit together, how to continue to build this sustainably, integrate young guys, add the right veterans in the right spots, and field a winning club. Because of the first four months of the season, you had so much offensive production the last two months, result in you being at the bottom of the American League, which is basically where you were last year. My question is, you've set records in home runs the last two years, but you're also striking out at an enormous rate. Do you have to look back and, and, and going forward, maybe find some sort of balance where it isn't so triple outcome heavy? We talk about that a lot. And I think in some cases, uh, you know, there are certain guys that, uh, you know, and you can talk about, you know, Logan Morrison as one of them that we felt really strongly about what he was able to produce with the bat. And he did. And part of the reason why he was available to us is because he is that type of profile that uh, that can sometimes, uh, you know, look like they're more a little, little more, a little more slump prone than, than other guys. Um, and missing Matt Duffy this year, who is a very different profile from a lot of our hitters and more contact oriented can put the ball in play, move the baseball, missing him all year really hurt, you know, our ability to create that kind of diversity in our offense. So it's something that we definitely have looked at and will continue to look at at the same time. You don't want to walk away from talent. And, uh, we know that, uh, in order to compete, uh, in this division, uh, we are going to have to incorporate some power uh, if we want to have a good offense. Uh, it was unfortunate this year. It seemed like a lot of that power came uh, in the form of solo homers. Uh, there were points down the stretch where we started to see guys hitting some homers with men on base. Um, we just need to do that more consistently over the course of an entire season if we're going to have a number of power hitters in our lineup. Sure, and I guess I'm looking at guys like Adamas and Bowers. They seem to be more line drive than home run right now. Duffy and Ramos, while they have there's some power, they would seem to be a little more of the contact variety. And even your upper minors, Justin Williams and Joe McCarthy and guys like that in Double A, and and even the kids who came up to Double A, a lot of those guys are more contact based. Do you eventually see it kind of? finding some happy medium there? Yeah, you hope so. And I actually think, as you point out, when you look throughout our minor leagues, uh, a lot of the way our offense kind of shaped up this year at the major league level was not uh, is not consistent with a lot of the profiles that we have in the minor leagues. At the end of the day, you'd love to have complete hitters. You'd always rather have someone who strikes out less. It's just a question of what are you trading off in order to get there. Um, and you know, certainly I think you can look at Steven Souza as an example of a guy who has power and is probably always going to be strikeout prone, but showed definite growth this year in his ability to just have a better, more consistent approach with two strikes. And even though he tailed off a little bit at the end, just showed throughout the year um, that he was able to hang in there better with two strikes, have good at bats. And I think it, it showed in some of the performance that he had in some really critical situations. So hopefully some of these guys, as they get up to the big leagues, will be able to do that more. And I think, as you mentioned, with the type of guys coming through our minor league system, we're seeing that performance from them as they go through the minors. It's obviously harder to do that at the big leagues because the pitchers are so much better. And especially with two strikes, guys can get downright nasty. But the hope is that uh, they will be able to you know, take that approach and, and translate it to the big leagues. Well, I certainly hope so. Best of luck as you prepare for 2018, and we appreciate some time here to wrap up 2017. Thanks, Neil. Appreciate it. That is High and Bloom on This Week in Race Baseball. We continue in just a moment and look at the awards from this 2017 season right after this on the Rays Baseball Network. We continue on This Week in Race Baseball, and on Friday the team awards were announced. We'll hear from Alex Cobb, who is the Good Guy Award winner, and Jake Faria, who is the Rookie of the Year a little bit later on, but right now with us is the team MVP and Steven Souza Jr. Steven, what did it mean to you to win an award like that? Um, it was special. You know, I'm very honored to be noticed um, for what happened. Um, 
like I've said, there's so many guys in this room that had really good years that it could have gone to, um, and I couldn't have done it without every one of them, all the coaches. Um, it just means a lot to me to uh, to be recognized. You know, the last couple of years were, were pretty rough um, in my standards, um, and to kind of put together a productive year and kind of build off this, I think, is really huge. What allowed you to be as successful as you were? And I think when we talked in spring training, you know, we, one of the things we touched on was being a family guy, and that might help settle things down a little bit. And do you think that contributed? Yeah, I think so. I think my faith, you know, just believing in what the abilities that God gave me and uh, never forgetting that. Um, I, I definitely think being a father changed the way I looked at the game this year. Um, a lot of ways that, you know, I didn't put as much emphasis on what happened. The, the, the successes and failures weren't as dramatic I just took them as they were and was able to go home and be a dad again really quick. And so that allowed me to bounce back really fast. And obviously family is quite important to you, especially the fact that you brought them in from the West Coast to be there for the award ceremony. What did it mean for them to be there with you? They've been through me through this whole process. You know, I mean, I've been playing professional baseball now for, I think this is this will be my 11th or 12th season. Um, and it's been a roller coaster of a ride. And so the ups and downs have been in the downs. And I figured, you know, when there's moments that we get to stop and celebrate, you know, we don't dwell on them and, you know, put our whole life around them. But stopping and celebrate with them is, is, is very important to me. Where do you think you grew the most this year and why? Um, that's, that's, a, uh, that's probably like a, a question I would have to answer more like widely because I think that as a whole – um, just being smarter, I think, as as a baseball player is where I grew. You know, I could tell you that I grew on defense, and I could tell you that I grew on the base pass, and, you know, I, I could tell you what I learned at the dish this year. Um, I definitely learned everything at all those positions, but as a whole, I think just maturing and knowing uh, the right situations, when to press, when to pull back, um, when to lay out. You know, obviously, still got a lot to learn from that from Minnesota, but, uh, um, you know, just learning when is the right time to, to go. I think the other thing that stands out, and I think Eddie Freed brought it up at the, the luncheon, was you being a standout teammate and a guy who was at his locker always answering questions after. How important is that to you, and why is it important to you? Yeah, I think if you're going to sit here and, and when everybody wants to ask why you're doing so good, you better be there when everybody's asking why you're doing so bad. Um, I want to be able to um, be the same guy no matter what the situation is on the field. You know, um, Being a good teammate no matter if I'm hitting really bad, being a good teammate if I'm doing really well or if we're doing better or if we're doing well um that's you know that's the way i feel like i want to be remembered is that i care for my teammates and um i take pride in that you personally had a really good year how disappointing was it to have it end for the team not where you wanted to be extremely i mean you know we, we sign up for this to make it to the world series and if if anybody thinks dif- differently when they, you know, step on the field opening day, they're crazy. And so, you know, there's five teams that make it out of the American League. I think that's right. And, uh, you know, everybody else is pretty much a disappointment in the year. You know, you want to make those playoffs and you want to make a run at that World Series. And we just fell short. We really thought we had the, the talent in here to do it and fell a little bit short. Obviously, there are a lot of individuals who will be back next year, uh, you among them. How do you want to grow next year, having, you know, come to the end of this season? Um... Yeah, there's there's spots in the season where I took I did take steps back, and I think um, I, I gathered myself together and was um, able to climb out of that. But in those spots, I learned a lot about uh, myself, and so wanting to come back and be even more consistent than I was, and just build on the year. And um, as a team, I think we just got to figure out, you know, different ways to win the ball game. I think that at some points we got too reluctant on the home run, and that's great. We had a lot of home run hitters in here that and guys that had great years, but. 
Um, you know, we were really rolling. We were winning in different ways, and our pitching was awesome. And our pitching was, you know, for the most part of this year, they were pretty good. You know, they're always really good, and they would go run out there. Um, so just figuring out ways to win ball games next year. Well, congratulations on the individual accomplishments this year and hopefully more individual and team success in the future. Hey, thank you very much, Neil. Well, that is Steven Souza Jr., the race MVP this year. I go from the MVP to the Good Guy Award, and there's probably no better good guy to give it to than Alex Cobb with the year he had and the way he's handled himself over the course of his career. Alex, congrats. What did the honor mean to you? Well, um, you know, it, it meant uh, that... When I was younger, um, I realized that there was going to be a lot of difficulties in this game and um, that there was going to be some ups and downs and um, that, you know, I had a lot of mentors along the way that, that, that taught me, um, you know, no matter how things are going, you, you, you have to keep a level head. Um, and while doing that, you have to keep uh, treating everybody with as much professionalism and, and respect as, as you would um, when times are tough as times would be good. So. Um, that's a lot easier said than done, I think, uh, especially when you're talking about um, possible career-ending injuries and uh, getting that news and, and within a 24-hour span having to um, put on a good front for um, not only teammates and family but um, reporters as well and uh, always being there to answer the questions and, and dealing with that aspect of the game. It's, um, it's not always easy. So um, to be recognized for it, uh, you know, uh, it, it's very humbling. I, I appreciate that, that it, it was noticed that, you know, maybe I wasn't always um, doing it the right way, but the intent was always there, and um, that's all I could ask for. I think the thing that stood out to me, and God knows how many times I've interviewed you, is your, your ability to be frank and honest all the time. How difficult is that? Um, because you're a pretty straight shooter. Um, I think it's a lot easier than lying. I mean, it's... Uh, you, you know, you, we all see the game going on. You know, we all um, watch whatever's um, transpiring over the, you know, whether it's just a game or a, a week, a month, long um, struggle or whatever it may be, uh, the uphill battle that you might be facing as a team or as an individual. Um, fans, fans see it, writers see it, um, you know, so when when you're asked about it you you need to be honest and um you know you need to be accountable uh I, you know i think that surprisingly um that isn't uh the the approach that most players take uh i think that uh one of the the tactics that can be um taken is uh you know never never say anything negative about yourself in in the press and nothing negative will be written about you but um you know there's nothing wrong with with uh with being noticed for your flaws and, and obviously showing people that you're going to be working towards fixing those flaws and, and you're not just uh, covering up, um, you know, the bad times. So uh, I think people realize for, for whatever difficulties you're going through, you need to first recognize them and, and um, then you can start the process of, of, of getting better from there. So, um, you know, I think I'm brutally honest with myself for the most most times, and um, I think just a little bit of that leaks to the media when I'm when I'm being interviewed. Do you think that honesty and self assessment is the reason you succeeded and got through all the injuries and and all the battles you've had? Um, I I think it's a part of it. Um, 
you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just, the, it, it is the way I was brought up. You know, I have to attribute that to my mom and dad, the way they, um, you know, didn't allow me to make excuses, whether it was in the classroom or um, my behavior uh, at home or my performance on playing sports. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't allowed to make excuses. Um, they, they pointed things out. Um, and still to, the, to this day, my brother and my dad do as well. So uh, I think it makes it easier to um, pick yourself up and, and once you recognize something, uh, the difficulties, uh, that's the, the first step of um, fixing it and getting better and getting stronger. So um, I don't know if it's exactly the reason why, but it's definitely sped up the process whenever I, I have had to do um, some, some of my comebacks. You've made your last start this year, and likely in a raised uniform. Have you reflected a lot since that last start? And if so, what have you reflected about? It's beginning to. Um, you know, the last, let's say, two, three days, um, when it, it's starting to become more real, um, people are are either writing to me or um, getting in touch with me somehow of, of their favorite memories, um, watching me in a raised uniform or... Um, talking to front office personnel, talking to teammates that I've been teammates um, that I've, I've had relationships with for um, four or five plus years. Um, you know, I looked around the room today at the award ceremony and saw people that I've known for the past 10 years um, that have really, <laughs> they've seen me since I was an 18 year old. I mean, that's not too many people in this world that I've had that type of relationship with. So um, it's all starting to. Um, be a lot more clear to me that um, you know that's a possibility that this could be it for me in a raised uniform and um, you know I don't know how I'll I'll be able to deal with that when I go home for the last time from the trop and um, know that that is it uh, but you know it's I, I the only thing I can reflect on is 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 how amazing it's been how amazing this chapter of my life has been um, met so many great people uh you know i think me getting this award today is a direct reflection on the organization that i grew up in and um, all the people that impacted me uh, throughout those those years so um you know i'm very thankful to to all those people that went out of their way to to help me um in my process of becoming the big leaguer i am well it's been amazing to watch you grow and grow up and we wish you best of luck wherever the next chapter takes you. And uh, to us, you'll always be a Ray. Yeah. Thank you, Neil. It's, uh, me and you have had a long journey together, and um, it'll continue. might not be in a raised uniform, but uh, it's always been a pleasure talking with you. That is Alex Cobb, and certainly a pleasure to be around over the last several years. Now joining me is Jake Faria, the Rays Rookie of the Year. Having been around Alex over the course of this year, your rookie season, what did you learn from him, and what did it mean to win the award? I think a lot of what I learned from Alex was just – you know, how to carry yourself on a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, whether he went out and had a good game or or had a, you know, a not-so-good game, or even it could be a decent game, just not to his liking, he was the same guy every day. Um, as soon as I stepped in that clubhouse, he was, you know, that veteran guy that, you know, supported me every game, you know, just helped me along the way and teaching me how to, you know, go at hitters and how to handle certain situations. Um, he was just, you know, that, that veteran presence. Um, and then also, to, you know, just to win this award, I mean, there's so many so many guys that, you know, came up this year and, and you know, did their part and produced. And so to be named, um, you know, the winner of this award, is, it's, a, it's a huge honor. 
what will you take away from this year? What, what did you learn this year at the big league level? A big part of what I learned is just, like I said, you know, how to go about your day on a, you know, how to go about your business on a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, you're, if you play the game as, as long as Alex has up to this point, and, you know, a lot of these guys have, and as long as I had hoped to, um, you can't afford to be, you know, up, down, up, down. You got to be even keeled, and that's a big part of, you know, what I learned this year. And, and on to- also, um, there's small things, you know, r- routine-wise, uh, but those are adjustments that you have to make, you know, constantly over the course of your career. You're, you're never going to be the same guy for 20 years, you know, so those things are going to change. But the way that you handle yourself, um, you know, every day is something that, you know, can be a constant. And so that's that's a big thing that I really learned this year. How did you grow on the mound? And now how do you want to grow next year? I think I grew just being able to work through situations, you know, tough situations without having, without, you know, caving or, you know, maybe not so much caving, but just, uh, you know, just being a bulldog, you know, from pitch one to, you know, the very last pitch. I've had problems with that and, you know, in the past where, you know, I kind of look at it and think, you know, this just isn't going my way no matter what I do. So why even, why even try? Um, And that's just not who I wanted to be. I didn't like being that person. So I think just being a bulldog and, you know, knowing that from, you know, every pitch from pitch one to, you know, very last pitch matters. Um, you know, I, I think I grew in that, that area big time. And how do you want to grow next year? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it just, it kind of, it'll kind of have to be, um, you know, see what, see how next year is going and just see what I need to work on. Um, I would like to, you know, the, the biggest thing that, you know, kind of, you know, I'm not too happy about this year was, you know, having to go on the DL and, um, so I'd like to, you know, next year at least, you know, make it a full season, you know, go going, you know, staying healthy, not going on the DL, not having to miss any time. Um, so for me, that's that's probably the biggest part. Um, but that also goes into what I said earlier, you know, with routine and stuff, just adjusting the routine to, you know, a major league season. I think that all goes into it. Because, uh, you know, when, when Shields and Price were here, the big thing they always said was the most important thing was making all 33 starts. If you do that, you're going to pitch 200 innings, you're going to, and if you kind of figure out, okay, how do I get to that point? What do I need to do since you did have a short DL stint? I think so. I think I kind of – I just had to look back and think of what I was doing in between each start and and really retool that and rework it. Um, and that's – like you said, that's what Shields and Price, you know, that, that was their thing. And that's still the thing that, that Arch and Cobb and, and Odo have instilled in, in all, you know, us young guys is, you know – a quality start, maybe six innings and three runs, but it's not, that's not, you know, our quality. Um, you know, I'm, I want to go at least seven every game and I want to make every start, you know, in the season. So, you know, anything short of that, you know, it's just not, it, for guys in our clubhouse, it isn't uh, satisfactory. It's, it doesn't work for us. So um, that's something that I really want to strive to achieve next year make every start, you know, you know, try to go as deep into the game as possible. Well, congrats on the success you've had this year, and best of luck as you get ready for 2018. All right. Thanks, Neil. That is Jake Faria joining us on This Week in Race Baseball. You've heard from all the Major League Award winners when we continue on This Week in Race Baseball, the Minor League Awards, right after this on the Race Baseball Network. Welcome back to This Week in Race Baseball. I'm Neil Solons. 
Yesterday, in addition to the Major League Awards, the Minor League Awards were announced too. One of the great individual stories in the Tampa Bay system was Jesus Sanchez. The outfielder was named Minor League Player of the Year. Just 19, Sanchez was a mid- and postseason All-Star in the Midwest League, all while spending his first full year in the United States. Learning a new language and culture isn't easy, and so to ease his comfort, we first talked about winning the award in English and Spanish. Hey, I'm feeling excited. Uh, it's something uh, very happy for me, for the, my family, for the organization. Uh, I'm proud for the organization for giving me the, uh, the enjoying the game. I feel very well for that. Thank you. Were you surprised to win the award? Le sorprendió ganar el premio. Yeah, yeah. I'm feel, I'm feel so happy because. Yeah, but I have two years, the, the player, the best player in the team, but I'm feel very well for that. Yeah, I'm feel excited, and my family too. I think the organization feel so happy for that too. Why did you have such a good year? Por qué tu viste bien este año? Because I'm playing very hard, I'm focused in my, in my work uh, for that. I'm focused, I'm playing very hard. And what are your strengths as a player? ¿Cuáles son, tu, son tus puntos fuertes como jugador? I think my hitting. I have good ability in my hitting. Uh, I think always uh, focus on my hitting because I think I'm stronger in my hitting. Where did you improve? Uh, ¿Dónde mejoraste este año? In my defense and base running. Yeah, in my defense and base running. Como, how? Uh, with a skitter, skitter always uh, early war with me. And I'm feel comfortable, very happy for a skitter too because he helped me about that. Bueno, uh, where do you want to improve next year? Donde quieres mejorar el próximo año? Yeah, I would like to, to improve my defense again because uh, I think I can much better in my defense. How, Conde? With a skitter because a skitter uh, always every year uh, he helped me in my defense. I think I, I'm continuing to wo uh, work with him. Uh, good job. Buen trabajo. Thank you. That's the Rays minor league player of the year, Jesus Sanchez, certainly deserving of the recognition and picking up the English language off the field as fast as he's improving on it. The same could be said for pitcher of the year, Yanni Chirinos of Venezuela one of the key arms in leading Durham to a AAA championship. Bueno, dile que que realmente significa mucho, primeramente gracias a Dios porque oye, fue un año de mucho éxito, un año de de mucho fruto en cuanto al trabajo que me preparé en Venezuela y realmente dio dio resultado, pues gracias a Dios. Thank God that I've had the opportunity to be the pitcher of the year. Um, it's been a lot of hard work and um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to put in that effort, and, um, and I've had a lot of success, and it's been through hard work. Were you surprised to win the award? ¿Le sorprendió ganar el premio? premio? Sí, claro. Sorprendido, sorprendido, porque realmente da a entender que el trabajo fuerte que uno hace fuera de la temporada da fruto, pues. Cuando, cuando se dice play ball, y de verdad, gracias al Señor que... que estoy muy contento, pues, por lo que el Señor me ha dado. Pues. Yeah, I was very, very surprised. Um, that I got this award. You know, I go out there every day, and when they say play ball on the field, I put everything I have out on there. 
Um, and I was very surprised, and thank God that, that I received this award. Why did you have such a good year? ¿Por qué tuviste tan bien este año? Oye, realmente este año fue, fue exitoso, fue porque realmente me concentré más, pues, concentré más. Y realmente cada año el Señor me está dando más habilidad y realmente lo comprobé aún más este año. Y fue algo que mis picheos este año estuvieron súper, súper, súper bien, que realmente hacía mucho efecto cada vez que tenía la oportunidad de pichar. Uh, this year I came out really confident and I concentrated and was a lot more focused, a lot more than, than before. Um, again, thanks to God that I have the ability to do what I do and a lot of success came from doing that. Where else did you improve? ¿Dónde mejoraste este año? Oye, mejoré, mejoré, este, mejoré en, 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 mi, en mi lanzamiento secundario, que realmente fue el cambio. Fue algo que fue el segundo picheo impresionante. Y también el, el tucín, el picheo de dos posturas, que wow, hizo mucho daño cada vez que entraba la lomita. Uh, I really uh, mastered my secondary pitch, was my change-up. Um, it really helped me become a little bit more of a better pitcher. Um, and then two seam. I worked on the two seam and the effectiveness of how good that pitch is. And where do you want to get better next year? Donde quieres mejorar el próximo año? Oye, quiero mejorar aún más mi, aún más. O sea, mis pichos están buenos, pero siento que puedo mejorarlos mejor. Pues siento que puedo localizarlos mejor, y eso es lo que me quiero concentrar el año que viene. Bueno, y esperando Dios mediante la oportunidad de de de, de debutar aquí en Grandes Ligas. Um, I feel like I have good pitches already. And I want to continue to use those same pitches, but I want to be able to locate a lot better and more efficiently um, to be able to get the same results that I got or even better results. That's Yanni Chirinos, one of several players in the race system from Latin America to win an award this year among the minor leaguers, including Chirinos' teammate in Durham, Diego Castillo, who is reliever of the year. Now, Chirinos and Castillo of Durham have not yet been promoted to the big leagues for the first time. However, several Bulls were this year, and a collaborative beer made by the Bulls also made its debut this month at Tropicana Field. And I asked the executive brewmaster, Sebastian Wolfram, about that story. That is right. That is the first this year. So we've been at the, with brewing beer at the ballpark at the Bulls Stadium in Durham for three years now and started canning this year. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're... The can looks great, and so I guess they saw that and said, oh, we should have some of those as well. And I guess uh, this is something not only that you may do in September, but in the future too? Yeah, so we, in, 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 in our area, uh, it's a year-round product. So it's our coach. Uh, it's the first one that we brewed when we got going uh, three years ago, and uh, and that's the first one that got spun off as a, as a packaged product in a can. So. Uh, yeah, that's year-round available, and uh, we'll see uh, uh, if we if we if it's successful and and sort of we play well, right? We perform well, uh, then uh, I think uh, we'd love to come back and start this uh, in March again. For fans who may not have tried it, how would you describe uh, the beer that you created, and why did you make it the way you did? So our coach is uh, is a very refreshing, crisp uh, ale. Uh, and uh, it, it drinks really well in the in the hot summers uh, at the at the Bull Stadium in Durham, and, and that's sort of how how the beer came about as our our sort of initial signature signature style because it you know it goes with the you know with the dust and the crack of the bat and and sort of the the, the smell of popcorn in the air. It, it's it's perfect for that kind of environment. And are you guys creating seasonals too, or or is it just the the uh, year round um, kind of ale that you've created? No, so so right. So we have that that initial coach. That's right, and then we do do uh, 
a rotation of seasonals, um, mainly for the for the more crappier focused uh, uh, fans who, who really want to you know, try around. So we make a make a wheat beer, an IPA, uh, a Baltic porter. Um, uh, we've we've just done a, a version of a, a light ale, you know, three and a half percent, to kind of help help through those hot days. This is this came out this year as well. So we we as many of the local breweries and other places, we play around quite a bit with different styles and and uh, and so you know pale ales and amber ales and, and we just did a lager, an Oktoberfest lager, and, and so we, we sort of do what uh, what a small brewery does. And, and uh, the doors always open in the ballpark, so whenever there's games. In Durham, people can wander in and kind of uh, talk to the brewer and, and, and see what he's doing at this point and how beer is made. You know, a lot of folks still still haven't seen a brewery, and and so it's it's a it's an all around uh, sort of fan experience. That's Sebastian Wolfram of Bull Durham Beer about a product offered this weekend and this past month at Tropicana Field. Durham was the first minor league team to create their own beer. Now back to the Rays minor league award winners. The Rays base runner of the year is in his first full year in the organization's system. And that shortstop Lucius Fox, who is thrilled to be honored. Uh, first of all, thank you. Um, it means a lot. You know, we're an organization that pride ourselves on base running, uh, whether it be smart, aggressive, uh, taking the extra base, uh, stealing the base, just scoring runs. And the type of player I am, that award really fits my game. Uh, I'm a top of the or the guy that tries to get on for the power guys to drive me in, whether it's a bunt or no, uh, any way to get on. So getting that award and actually the Rays recognizing my hard work I put in just to better myself on the base paths uh, is awesome. You're in Instructional League. Is that what you're focusing on? And if not, what are you working on in Instructional League? Um, yeah, I'm focusing on uh, picking up things from the pitcher uh, would allow me to get better jump stealing and you know, just sharpening my tools, uh, whether it's uh, defensively, offensively, uh, on the base pads. I'm just trying to get better at everything right now. I know the Rays have a couple guys who are good at teaching. Uh, Gary Reedus, Skeeter Barnes, how have they helped you? Uh, both those guys, they take me to the side like almost every day. Just if they see something in the game that will help me improve, they'll point it out to me and just teach me the ways because they both played baseball at a high level and Gary uh, stole about 50 bases every year so learning from them can't ask for anything better. How much did you enjoy this year's experience your first full year in the race system? Uh, it was awesome from the fans of uh, Bowling Green to Port Charlotte to uh, the coaching staff just working with me since I've got traded over here. I came out with an injury but as soon as I was healthy they just hit it hard uh, just to get me better and uh, just trying to give me every opportunity to uh, accomplish my dream of playing in the big leagues, but it's been amazing. I can't ask for a better family and a better organization to be with. Where did you think you grew the most this year? Uh, I would say defensively. I felt like, I always felt like I was good and, and all around, but uh, I cut down my errors by a lot this year. Uh, I've had a lot of throwing errors in the past and just working with uh, Hoff and Hector, just uh improve my accuracy, uh, moving my feet, coming through ground balls, just different things on the defensive side. I felt like I took a great jump with that this year. You got to play for the world team in the Futures game. What was that experience like and how much did it help you? Oh man, it was a dream come true. I always had dreams of playing on that game. I would watch it all the time when I was young with my father and just imagining myself playing shortstop one day for the world team and that actually coming to pass this year has been a blessing and I thank God for it. But 
just learning from all the different guys. Uh, Edgar Renteria was my manager, so talking to him a little bit about his experiences, and you know he's a World Series champion, so hopefully I can follow. But the different prospects from different teams, you know, you have some good guys out there who are playing in the big leagues right now. Just picking their brain, just trying to learn as much as I can learn from players, coaches, and my family came down to see me play. That was the first time they've been able to see me in a professional environment, and that's like the biggest environment you can be until you make it to the big league. So they had a good time, I had a good time, and it just helped me. I guess it might make my uh, debut a little easier because I played in front of a lot of fans and a few cameras, so hopefully I'm not as nervous during my debut because of it. <laughs> How much did it mean to your family to be able to come see you play in person in a big league ballpark? Uh, that's, the whole, that's what they talk about the whole trip. I spent time with them after the game and dinner, and they only spoke about how proud they were of me and uh, the environment and how it's so different here because you can't compare to a big league ballpark. I don't care how, how college ball, high school ball, travel ball, you can't compare. So that environment was electric, and they sure had a fun time, but they're very proud of me. And how do you want to grow now next year? You've gotten through your first full year in the race system. What's your plans for next season? Um, I want to continue to improve my defense, and I also want to uh, add some power to my offense. You know, I feel like I can get on base, but I feel like if I can hit more doubles and eventually more home runs, that will make me happy. Um, steal more bases, score more runs for my team. You know, just anything I can do to get better. That's Lucius Fox, and congrats to all of our winners in the Rays minor league system. Thanks to all our guests today, too, including senior VP Hyam Bloom, outfielder Steven Souza Jr., pitcher Alex Cobb, as well as starter Jake Faria. This is our final regular season show, but we will have a podcast version throughout the offseason. If there's something you want to hear, tweet me, at Neil Solance. For producer Len Martez, Neil Solance saying stay tuned. The pregame show is next. You're listening to the Rays Baseball Network. Thank you for listening to This Week in Rays Baseball. Driven in the air to center field, Kiermaier. Going back at the wall, jumps up and makes the catch. If you missed any of the show, catch it on archive at RaysBaseball.com slash radio. Given in the air to right field and deep, turning a stringer back to the wall. This one is gone. Home run. Brad Miller sends one over the 370 sign at right center field to give the Rays a one nothing lead. Keep it right here. The Rays pregame show is next. <laughs>